ladies and gentlemen, trans and non-binary punks of all ages and denominations. Welcome back to season four of Not Just a Phase. Thanks for letting us do this for about four years now. It's absolutely crazy. Thanks for joining us and being here on this crazy planet we call Earth. Let me get our plugs out of the way real quick if you're new here. And even if you're not, I got to do it. We're online at notjustaphase.net. We're on Instagram and TikTok at notjustaphaseworldwide. We are tweeting some nonsense occasionally at NJAP Worldwide, and you can come see our faces and bonus contents now on Patreon at patreon.com slash notjustaphaseworldwide. Today's show is going to be a good one. Please welcome back to our microphone the meme queen and Screamo enthusiast Vicky. She's making memes at Screamo underscore affirmations, booking shows at RMSKRMZ, She's a Roma. Just, oh, it's Roma, it. Roma Scrams. I was spelling out the proper Instagram tag so they know where to follow it. You're the best. Yes. She's a music <laughs> journalist writing for multiple magazines and now the lead vocalist of a crazy band called Rescue Cat. And I'm always happy to have her expertise on the mic. Vicky being on the show usually means that the Not Just a Face microphone is back on tour in Italy. And so she's going to introduce our guest for today. Sorry to have interrupted you with my uh, smart ass. All good, all good. Yeah, I was just <laughs> spelling so they knew exactly where to find you. I know it's Roma Scrams, but it's R M S K R M Z on Instagram. So I didn't think you'd know. Not many people understand, but uh, yeah, I'm so happy to be back. This is this is an immensely special episode as we're getting to chat with what can be considered as one of the faces up on the Italian Mount Rushmore of Screamo. That's what me and my friends call it, at least. Uh, formed in Forli, Emilia-Romagna, 1999. This is a band that helped shape 2000 Screamo as a whole and still is a cream of the crop inspiration for those who have been carrying the torch since then. Uh, safe to say the whole of Italy's underground shook to the core including me, hearing that they're back after a uh, few years uh, off the grid. And we're just uh, as happy to, and proud to have them here on the show. Uh, so we have Michele Camorani from the band Rain on Not Just the Face podcast. Hi, I'm Michele from Rain. This song is uh, Se la notte sogno, sogno di essere un maratoneta. And this is Not Just the Face.
Thanks for having me and thanks for the nice introduction. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us on the show today, man. How are you feeling? My pleasure. I'm excited. I haven't done anything like this in a very long time. So even a bit nervous. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I always get a little bit of jitters before I do this myself. And I've done over 100 episodes at this point. So it's completely understandable. So you're super chill. No, God, no. <laughs> I am the very Never. Chill. <laughs> yeah. Never been. I don't know how to chill, quite honestly. But for um for our listeners who uh, might not be watching and just listening, could you just state your name and what role it is you play in the band? My name is uh, Michele Camorani. Mike tonight, as we agreed on. And I play drums in a rave. Yes, thank you for letting me just call you Mike so I don't butcher your name every single day. No problem. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, consider that my, my wife is uh, American. And so okay. uh, we go to the U.S. quite a lot. And I I turn into Mike uh, quite often. So it's fine. As, as soon as you cross the border. Just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So where where exactly are um where exactly are you from and what's the scene like in your surrounding area? I'm from a very small town called Forli in the north uh, east uh, coast of Italy. Central north east coast and it's pretty close to Bologna which is way more popular. But as I always said, it's uh, it always had a great scene because being the one of the most boring city uh, in in the country, the only thing we had to do was just practicing and go to shows in other cities. So it always had a very good uh, and and quite big for how many few people uh, for the little few people that were involved in the scene. So many bands, very interesting. So are they far off from you then, uh, Vicky? I'm guessing close-ish. Uh, so originally I'm from the center, but now I live in Milan, which is up north, a little, slightly more up north than them. But it's like, I mean, it's weird because every single region has a mind of its own here, even though the country itself is not that big. But um, for instance, for instance, me and Michele speak like two completely different dialects in Italian. I would say different accent for sure. Yeah. But uh we're not that different. Like if now I were to drive to where he is, it would it would just take me a couple hours. It's not like in uh in the US where you would have to drive a week just to go at the border, you know. All right. Yeah, that's what I was curious about. You're just a couple hours apart then, eh? Yeah. So Mike, do you uh you listen to any podcasts in your free time? I do a lot, yeah. I'm a big podcast fan. I like I would say ninety percent of uh, geopolitical stuff. So basically, some dystopic shit at the moment. <laughs> All right. Yeah, like I should not. I should take a break. Would you Would you ask Vicky if they're Italian spoken or? international yeah 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 yeah. mostly italian podcasts just to make you really sad to start the day some world yeah, anxious <laughs> yeah sad anxious worried. <laughs> you know yeah 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 get your morning on a daily basis <laughs> just get your morning cup of dread to start things off yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you just wake up and you look at the news and you're like Okay, I'm sure there are some podcasts about this shit that's going on. <laughs> well, outside of those podcasts and your band, um, what other hobbies and passions are occupying your free time currently? Um, I mean, I have a I have a job that I that I love and that takes a lot of time. I'm a, I have a, I run a screen printing shop, so I get to work with a lot of bands uh, and artists, which is um, very exciting and um, I love cycling 
So all t- very time-consuming uh, passions. So that's why you couldn't do the podcast until nine in the evening. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I just got, yes, yes. Yeah, I got out, out of work. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let us address the elephant in the room, which is, of course, the band reuniting after quite a few years of hiatus. So welcome back, Rain. It's very good to see you in this you. Uh, timeline. Uh, we have so many questions about this, but first and foremost, we wanted to ask, how are you guys feeling about it? Like, super excited. Like, you know, I mean, we've been asked for quite a while to to play uh, to play some shows, and we stopped in 2016 because we had some. I mean. In, some people in the band have some uh, personal issues. So we were like, okay, let's take a break. Don't worry. And then more stuff came out. And so we were just not capable of, of, of practicing or even seeing each other all together at the same time. So we never said we are quitting. We are not going to play anymore. We just basically stopped talking about it for a while. And the past few years, uh, a friend from Venice kept asking to play at uh, this uh, very popular festival in Italy, uh, Venezia Hardcore. And last year, uh, we were all basically around town at the same time. And we were like, what if? Let's give it a try. It's been... Last year it was 20 years since uh, uh, In a Padrocast, our LP came out, and we're like, oh, it would be kind of fun to just like mostly play those songs which are so old uh, and which we haven't played in a very long time. So we just tried, and we had so much fun while practicing that we got even more excited before the show. And then we played that show and we did not expect uh, uh, so much uh, enthusiasm and so many people uh, like being into the show. And so it was very rewarding and exciting. And then after that, um, we did another benefit show because there was a, there was a big flood in our hometown. So we were very, we wanted to, to give our, you know, try to help a little bit. And that show went great too. And so we basically we were like, okay, I guess, I guess we were back. Everything is, uh, is going great. We were having so much fun. Why not? And yeah. And then we played uh, another, like a, a mini tour, but just uh, Italian shows. I mean, you were, you were there a few times and uh, yeah so now we're planning uh, new things so i wonder how it how did it feel rehearsing again for the first time so you just came into the, the rehearsal space just looking at each other and be like let's play again like where do you start after yeah basically yeah. like w- what did you start practicing first did you just jam it out or just start playing the songs I think, um, I think basically the as it always started, uh, like every like every song and every practice, the two guitar player meet each other, and you know, and get off. Um, how can I say? Get some rust off them <laughs> to get you know used to be to to play the same awesome old song. And then I joined them because uh, drums is so much easier to remember, especially if you don't if you don't have to change tuning every other song. And yeah, with in a part orchestra, it was uh, it, more than uh, a technical issue; it was more like a physical issue because <laughs> we were so, so young when we wrote those songs and. 
maybe more energetic. So we were like, are we still going to be able to do this in a row? And yeah, it, it, it worked. Um, and actually, um, while we were practicing um, in the Pado Castra, we also started um, practicing uh, more recent uh, songs, but just for our, just, you know, to, for us to enjoy. And that, that's why we decided to, to play more shows with, um, you know, a more recent and uh, um, like um, some songs that represent us more, which are the more uh, recent, yes. Which is silly because even the most recent one, recent ones are like eight-ish years old at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're super <laughs> old as well. But I no, guess at some point that's still more. Point that we... <laughs> yeah. So, I, as you said, I was there when you toured Italy recently, both as a spectator first because I saw the first ever Venezia hardcore uh, headlining show. That was crazy. Like people couldn't even get into the room. It was fully stacked. Nobody could get in. Nobody could get out. And then I saw you in Milan. And then I booked a show for you in Rome. All the three times. I don't think yes. I've ever, ever, ever experienced such a sacred and a special atmosphere at a screamer show. Some of my friends that were in the scene before me have seen you already around 2016 or something. Uh but then there was lots of people like me coming from uh, like not having ever seen you live. There was some people coming from Singapore, people coming from the States. There was also like this combination of the old school diehard fans and the super young new Screamo fans who maybe discovered you during COVID or uh, while you guys were on hiatus. So I was wondering how's the energy now playing these songs from your past? to all these new, younger ears. That uh, that part was the most exciting, like to see so many uh, young, young uh, people. Uh, it was very like uh, refreshing. Um, and I, I was not expecting that because I kept going to punk shows uh, like more or less uh you know of course during covid not that much but like i still go to shows and i realize that people are way older than uh, than it used to be like when i when i was listening when i when i was younger basically and i realized that this scene it's different like it's so it's so much younger, so it's so fresh. And it gave me like a boost of energy. And yeah, I, I was very, uh, you know, it, make me it made me feel like uh, proud of what I did. And, and also very, very curious to, to know new people, which are so different from me because they are so, so uh, much younger than me. But at the same time, we have so many things in common, and that's uh, and that's great. So I made new friends that are like, I don't know, fifteen years uh, younger than me, and it's very it's very refreshing, very interesting. I mean, I think it's very good that you also. I mean, it's also pretty rare uh, that you stuck with the punk scene despite you know growing up and like doing grown up stuff. Uh, such as getting a full-time job or getting married and stuff like that, but you still so somehow kept in touch with what was happening in Italy. So I feel like across the years, you witnessed so many screamer resurgences, but I feel like this one, the post-COVID one, was one of the bigger ones since the 2000s. Uh, so for you that you've seen like the, the waves of the genre, the ebbs and the flows every couple of years, maybe somebody discovers the record again, uh, most of the times it's one of your records or like Orchid and stuff like that. Or, uh, and there's a resurgence and lots of new screamo bands. 
uh, and then it's pretty short lived. But this time is like it's getting stronger with uh, with the years. Yeah, it's very it's very alive. I mean, there are so many old bands that are coming back together, and of course, there it's there's a little cult uh, above the sub names. But even like the the current band, uh, like made by young people, they have a big following, and uh, it's so it's uh, it's great. I, I love that. It like uh, it made me feel like uh, when I was uh, twenty twenty one, and I was excited to go see uh, bands that were my age, and so it looks. Uh, I think it's a great moment for the genre right now at least in Italy. Can you tell us any similarities and differences in how Screamo and DIY were done when you first started, when you were a kid in Screamo versus the new school of the 20-something-year-olds now who are keeping it going today? Oh, yeah. Uh, the big difference, it's the number of people. <laughs> it's like, uh, like a, an average Screamo shows when I was 1920, it was like, 20 people i always uh, like tell that um like basically like a hundred meters from my house we played a show it was uh, uh larsen which was like a band from germany lucifer and la quiete and at the show there were like uh, not even 20 people <laughs> and when i said when i tell this story people just like start laughing but in general, it was like uh, just less people. At least, I mean, the genre in Italy in the early 2000 was not that uh, that big. Like in particular, with uh, with Rain, to play shows uh, with uh, with more people, we had to go to Germany or like northern northern Europe. When we played uh, around here, it was it was not like it is now. Like I feel like now it's just it's just a bigger scene, like with the with more uh, like people going to the shows. And but the similarity, I think, um, like despite other like uh, if you want to call scene, I feel um, that the the DIY spirit is still very very alive and. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, as I was telling you. That's how I feel very still uh, related to to this work. So you feel like back in the day, in order to play like a good packed screamo show, you'd have to move from Italy and go like to other countries. So you found more fortune in terms of like people attending when you went abroad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like our very first tour. With rain was in two thousand and three, and it was with Funeral Diner, and it started in. Uh, and we played one show in France with in France with uh, was Dietro Funeral Diner and, and Rain, and there for the first time we played in front of I don't know, like eighty, a hundred people, and for us it was like, what is happening? Like we were not, uh, I mean, unless you were playing at some festival here, it was very unusual to see so many people. And and the rest of the tour was in, in Germany, and there was a lot of um, a lot more of attention um, for the genre. And yeah, I mean. Uh, People that I met during the tour are still my friends. This is like a, just like a, something I want to add. It doesn't matter. But mm, let me see. Are there are the big differences? Uh, I mean, now everything is way more professional than it used to be. <laughs> Especially with like, uh, yeah, you go to a show and you you hear the music properly, and we um, and and bands like. Uh, care more about playing well and with like nicer instrument uh, we we sucked <laughs> back then we had no idea what we were doing uh, no concept of uh, 
sound. I mean, the DIY yeah, collectives that I've seen working, even though like very often they have little to nothing to gain monetarily from it, they take it so seriously. Like they cook for the people, they buy the food, they host the people over. They are extreme. Like we had the shits when you guys were coming to Rome. Like <laughs> we were super nervous. Because uh, we take like the the people who book the shows, even if it's all DIY, they take it extremely seriously because so many people are going to attend. So you don't want <laughs> you really don't want to fuck it up. And that's why like yeah, maybe that's know, yeah. Also, so many people in bands and in, in DIY in general have studied like sound engineering or are sound techs or do sound in some sort of like professional way. And so they put it into the work they do in the bands they play in and everything is so much yeah. more professional. Yeah, this is a huge difference. So I guess it's me, a good thing. Since you talked about your early show memories, do you have a favorite show or tour memory that you did as a band hmm. i mean for sure uh, the first uh, show abroad it was very special that's the first time we met funeral diner that, and we became very very close to but like the all-time favorite show i think it was during this festival in Germany in June 2004 called uh, um, SummerSlam, is that we're basically like uh, all the bands that we were super close to and that we loved that played that that festival. It was insane. Yeah, and like most band that played that uh, that festival, we end up doing split with you know. There were uh, um, Apoplex Twist Orchestra, Lucifer, The Pine, uh, Phoenix Bodies, all the same. And we basically split all these bands. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up on, uh, I'm trying to look at the lineup online, but it's uh, it's giving me results yeah. for uh, Summer Slam 2004. Or a wrestling festival, so I don't think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna. Yeah, I was that gonna was that was the. <laughs> oh, and of course, of course, Crimea um, uh, River. Like uh, the first yeah. years of Crimea River, we basically In were Poland? going. Uh, all the time, it was it was always great. It was that was very like more like um, an excuse to meet your friend around. Uh, Europe. So, how are you gonna approach future abroad touring uh, now that you're wiser and you know more about traveling abroad as a, you know, as a band with, who with more anxiety, a... I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> Yeah, no. sometimes not knowing is better. The less I know, yeah, the like, like for example, in, in two thousand nine, we toured the U.S. Of course, we went there without like a working visa, and we didn't even care that much about having a, a story to tell to the custom. And basically, they figured out we were a band and we were not supposed to go there. And uh, they stopped us for hours interrogating us. And we were convinced they were, you know, basically uh, send us back or giving us a huge fine. And for some reason, I still cannot um, explain. Uh, they let us go and, and have the tour. <laughs> but like, yeah, we were way more naive. And now we are older and we have more anxiety in general. So in general, it's going to be... So at the end, they were like, uh, you know, like you. So at the end, the, the people at the border were like, oh, we'll just let you in. Fuck. It. Yeah. You're like, you guys looks like such dork. <laughs> There's no way you're going to make any money out of it. Just go play some house shows and have fun. Basically, that was the vibe because we were, we really looked like idiots. And yeah. 
now we know more, so we're more worried. But that's the only thing. <laughs> it's funny because now every single band who books a tour abroad, like they hit either you or Shizune up to have like suggestions on how to do it. And they're always like so very worried about what's going to happen. And it's funny because you guys didn't worry at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean. the, the thing about going there and like having to demonstrate that you're not a band is crazy because sometimes it's so obvious. <laughs> Especially even... if you are carrying merch in your bags yeah. and uh, <laughs> drumsticks and shit. <laughs> so sometimes you cannot even... Now think... I don't even... Yeah. So what now? Are you yeah, going to... Gonna... I guess we're going to fly different, different flights. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little gonna bit be super about... Aware. Tell us a little bit about any shows booked for the near future coming up. I mean, so far, the only thing that is uh, confirmed is the show in Toronto at the festival. And, and we have, um, we are talking with a friend from, um, from Paris who's going to help us doing some European shows at the end of uh, April, beginning of May, but it's there's nothing confirmed yet. So, so yeah, not much. When did they approach you with the New Friends Fest? Oh, they've been request? sending me a lot of emails and I've been quite bad in responding because I get so overwhelmed. <laughs> But uh, finally, they, yeah, we we came. Uh, you know, we have a, a phone call tomorrow, and we're gonna discuss about everything. But they convinced. Uh, they were super nice, and they convinced us to to do it, we, even if it's so crazy to do just one show <laughs> so far. When is when's the last time you played abroad with Rain? Oh. I mean, abroad, uh, uh, no, 2000, 2016, yeah. I mean, overseas, uh, 2013. Crazy. Which was the, the very last uh, long tour that we did. We did the UK, Canada, and US. It was like a one-month tour. Oh, and Puerto Rico also. Which was okay. the best part. <laughs> Are you bringing wives and families along this time, or is it just you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna like both me and the bass player, and our uh, partners are gonna have a, a full vacation before and after the, the festival. So nice. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Take advantage once you're there. Not every day you end up in Toronto. Right, Rob? <laughs> yeah, it's super exciting. Like, big Toronto, big city. <laughs> I was going to say, once once you've announced that you are coming, um, once that you announce that you're coming over for New Friends Fest, you'll probably be able to book a few more shows around it because people will know that you're in the area, right? Like, I think uh, last time uh, when you came down, they ended up doing a run um, through Canada and then into the States and... Uh, all up and around so if you really want to it doesn't just have to be the one set at the festival <laughs> yeah but i think uh like we like discussing uh with them it was like uh to make it like a very special event mm -hmm. you know also it's so complicated uh we don't have like not all of us have much time so oh, i'm taking time off of vacation and everything but it's uh there's a lot of logistic uh, involved to do like a bigger tour and we we have a like a problematic situation with backlines because we use so many guitars uh, and amps uh, and so it's a uh, very exhausting <laughs> to to organize uh, uh yeah a tour yeah, I guess especially if you're planning to fly over this time to get all the gear might take its own plane trip, right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we are, I think we are renting everything. Uh, 
Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you got to book a whole flight just for gear at that point, right? No, no. It's a, you, you, you don't even, you can't even imagine. <laughs> I definitely can't. <laughs> so out of all the bands. Like uh, between uh, uh, Alessio and Beppe, our two guitar players, they have 10 guitars. I have three guitars and I, I think that's three too many. Well, it's not, but still. I no, like like imagine 10 guitars on stage. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Because uh, we use so many different uh, tunings. Right, right. So uh, if you don't, uh, for, for us not to be basically just tuning guitars, so mostly then playing music, we had to, to do that. Yeah. I hate switching between tunings too, especially if they're big open tunings or big drop. It takes a couple minutes. It's just annoying in between. Right? My God, like I play drums. I don't know how they can do that. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's so much anxiety. <laughs> I hear that. You guys have played with a lot of big prolific names from when you started, coming back now. But is there a band you haven't shared the stage with yet that you you'd still love to play a bill with? Well, a band that still exists, or like a band from the past? So. A band that's still active right now. Still active? Uh, well, I don't know, actually. Like, I, one of my favorite band, all-time favorite band is Drumstream. And they're back playing shows. And actually, we were supposed to play a show with them last summer in Italy but it didn't happen so I would like to to see them live again and play play together and you've never played with them before on the same bill no 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 because yeah they, basically they they stopped playing when we were like uh, at the beginning so right, right. Yeah, they, they didn't tour Europe like that. So. Mm. It's funny you mentioned Jerome's Dream because my next question was going to be about uh, bands that have done reunions. Everyone's been doing it, including yourselves. You're back now playing a, a show here and there. Whatever the case yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, amongst all the popular bands and not popular bands that have reunited, is there a band that hasn't done a reunion yet that you're still waiting to see and hoping for? Well, there's a big name that hasn't done it yet, but is about to do it. <laughs> we all know, Orchid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would love. Yeah, I would love to see them. Mm. Yeah, they are in the three names that, for me, is the holy grail of screamo. I, I'd have to agree. They were the last band I expected to make a comeback. In fact, a week before they announced their comeback, we had interviewed uh, Jason Green on the show, and I was debating asking if there would ever be an Orchid reunion, and I thought, I'm just going to be an asshole by asking that. That'll be annoying. Don't ask him. And then a fucking week later, they announced they're getting back together, and I'm like, oh. he would probably have told me no anyways. <laughs> just been like, oh, it'll never happen, and then boom, it happens anyways. I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I bothered Will, the guitar player, a lot. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you were the that. only one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, but, but but we were on tour with them and it was it was on a daily basis. So I oh, I guess I it was pretty annoying. <laughs> you on a daily basis, you just guess it's pretty annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh jeez. I, I usually like to Can ask Can I be uh, annoying and ask Michele about any possibility of any of his other bands? doing something together someday oh by all means take take the money <laughs> i'm not gonna say anything but i I'm just gonna do some expression <laughs> <laughs> okay Yeah. Hey.
Yeah, that's you. you. I was gonna <laughs> say, lost. go ahead. <laughs> it's even funnier if he only responds with expressions, because then only the people with Patreon can know the answer. To the... <laughs> only the people that have access to the video will know. And that's why you need okay. to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I didn't say anything basically. Been a been a lot of hand gestures in this episode. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. What do you expect? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I usually yeah. like to ask uh, a couple of stupider questions near the end of the um, the interview. Oh, I my favorites. Like, I feel like it's something that probably you haven't been asked before, if you've done even a million interviews. Um, so mm-hmm. feel free to decline if they're just entirely too silly for you. Or, <laughs> I can't or, or you can muddy up the details a bit, right? Um, I'm always curious. I always like to ask, what's the most illegal or dangerous thing you've done in your life? Hmm. Feel free to change some names up. You don't want to get illegal in trouble or dangerous, whatever's more comfortable. I'm kind of a boy scout, so not even much. Even on the danger side, if you're not doing any probably done something stupid in your life oh. something kind of risky so yeah i mean of course like when it was uh like stupid shit like i don't know when you were when i was younger i would go to this abandoned building and walk uh, on the roof uh and shit like that but nothing very exciting to to share i'm, I'm sure there there have been more interesting stories no i'm sorry i'm nothing that uh, it's really worth mentioning. You really I guess you can make the story about traveling to the U.S. without a working visa to play a tour. We can make that, that one count. That is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, another stupid question here. Oh, now I want to think about it, though. Okay, oh, no, no, take your time. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Go on with the other you question. Sure? You sure? All right. If if you think of something, as you you said, you're a bit of a Boy Scout. But if you think of something, just pipe in and let me know. There's got to have been something okay. that was stupidly dangerous. You're just not thinking of at the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, if you think of it, just let me know. But I'm gonna jump to the next stupid one. Um, presuming you're not a pacifist, if you could punch any one person in the face as hard as you can with no repercussions. Who would you punch in the face and why? One person, one just punch. one, just one punch. Just punch. one, yeah. You make it count. Hmm. So it, it, it's something more like, a, a, you know, you're not gonna really get rid of them with a punch. It's not like you. But they can't do anything but just take it, so you get the satisfaction. Just symbolic. Yeah. Well, depends. On well, there is a <laughs> there is a politician from Italy called Salvini, and that's the first face uh, that comes to my to my to my mind that I would like to punch. <laughs> He's a racist asshole. Oh, okay. I so just assume he deserved. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> was so quick and easy for you. The danger and illegal stuff. You're like, I don't know. The punch <laughs> right away. <laughs> I mean, if you had any lore and context to who this guy is, you'd understand why he was so smooth with it and just be like, yeah, I'm going to punch this guy. No, don't you agree, Vicky? Who's the first uh, like Italian uh, politician you would punch? Um, I mean, it's a tight, it's a tight competition with between- <laughs> I mean, considering I'm a woman, so I have uh, fellow women punching rights. Also, Giorgia Meloni is somebody I would fight yeah, okay, okay. with my own two hands. But that was a <laughs> yeah. good and legit answer. That's a good question. It's a good question. I like that you threw it at Vicky, too. Just to ask who she'd want to punch. <laughs> <laughs> who are we fighting? <laughs> Um, another one I like to ask is some people don't necessarily believe in guilty pleasures in terms of music 
but I'm curious what you listen to that could be considered a guilty pleasure either to yourself or others. Mm, oh, yeah. I see the wheels turning. Yeah, I've, I think I have many. <laughs> yeah. You don't know where to start. <laughs> I know. I was thinking uh, if, if I can find the record, I will go and pick it up. But are you ready? Oh, yeah. Go for it. Phil Collins. <laughs> Wait, like like Genesis? That's, or that's something to be very ashamed of. Is, is it Genesis Sorry? or Phil Collins? Genesis or Phil Collins? No, no, no. Just Phil Collins. <laughs> Genesis, it would not be considered a guilty pleasure. But Phil I mean, Collins, it's uh, unredeemable. Wow. Does it does it get worse than that? Is there something is there something more embarrassing you listen to? No, more embarrassing. No. <laughs> than that, I don't think so. No. no. I sure I hope not. I sure hope not. No, no, no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's pretty bad, right? It's not great. I mean, well, hey, to each their own, right? I mean, music is music, but yeah, I sure as fuck don't listen to Phil Collins. I mean, if uh, I'm, uh, another in Paradise gets on the radio, I'm not capable of skipping. I have to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> yes. So I was meaning to ask, first of all, I really like Phil Collins. I feel like he's such like cool dad music. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, First of yeah. all, I really like, but like cool dad, like oh, my dad, it's like yeah. it's now it's grandpa music. <laughs> but uh, okay, we're gonna wrap, start wrapping this up. I have just a few more future questions. First one is, uh, with all of this big load of career that precedes you. Do you have any big goal or accomplishments you guys want to reach as a band? Like, is there any show or festival that, or country even, that you're always like, oh, I would love to do this? Just, you know, even though you have like a 20-year career uh, and counting, is there anything you'd like to do more now that you're back? No, to be honest, like... Um... We didn't set goals or have any like specific idea for for us. The big uh, the big goal was to to be able to see each other uh, again uh, more frequently and spend more time together. Basically, that was the best part. And if I think um, about something uh, exciting about the whole experience. It's just uh, uh, to hang out with my friends. Basically, that's it. That's so nice. Because like younger bands and like people that have just started playing music, they have maybe some a lot more time to like hang out every single week, spend a lot of time in rehearsal spaces. And basically, they can like devote their whole youth and their whole like teenage years to to the band and just spend a lot of time with it and now like i feel like you can really understand that even the small things of having a band are still nice and worth looking forward to you don't necessarily have to aim at a world tour sometimes just hanging out is nice and rehearsing is nice yeah absolutely consider that uh, arena uh, was a, a high school band so we were hanging out on a daily basis uh and you know, and then things change, so we moved out to different cities, and so we don't get to see each other that often. So it's now it's it's more special when we are all together. And yeah, that's that's what's that's the most important part. Yeah, to still be still be doing it after so long with a gang of your high school friends, that must be a fucking incredible feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're my best friends, so You're it's lucky. a great feeling. I imagine, yeah. Rob, on my side, that was all I had to ask. If you want to finish this up. Sure, yeah. 
Uh, we were just going to ask if you had any last goals or shout outs or causes, anything you'd want to speak on. Uh, the floor is yours. The microphone's yours. And then we'll uh, uh, play an outro track and say goodbye. I I guess that uh, we would really, really like to, to write something new. That's what I think uh, would like to make it happen at the end of the year to have something new to to play live and to record. Yeah, I miss I miss recording a lot. That was some of the best part in being in a band was uh, recording songs and that I still miss because it hasn't happened in a while. Well, on behalf of every Screamo fan, I'm sure we'd all be very welcoming to the idea of rain writing and recording new music. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure we'd all be very open to that. And uh, yeah, I, I super appreciate you coming to chat with us today. It's been a, an absolute pleasure and uh, looking forward to well, thank you so much. catching you when you're in, when you come down through to Toronto then. Can't wait. Oh my God. Are you going to go to New Friends this year, Rob? Yeah, I'm going this year. I didn't go last year. I had a lot of, I had a lot of shit. Why are you going? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what are you excited for? You're just excited for I was excited for, for you. Because... <laughs> oh, okay. uh, yeah. My friends in uh, Radura are also going. We can okay. say this. The lineup is going to be out. Uh, so you're going to team up with some more Italians this year as well. Holy, it's going to be two on the band on the, the list this year, eh? That I know of, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I was going to ask. I was like, what are you excited for? Are you going? No, I have to go because last year I didn't. And Elias went. I went the year. I went in 22. Elias went in 23. So I got to go 24 and see him there. Because he wants to go again this year, obviously. So should be a rager, as it always is. It's great. Summer camp is a, it's quite the festival. If you've if you've never been and never played, it's, um, it's so many fucking people. It's insane. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. Like for for like for this type of music, especially too. Like to have that many people in one big room is like, like it just astonished me that like emo and screamo music could be that big just 2024 year of the lord screamo is as <laughs> is as big as dua lipa yo bigger than that, <laughs> oh my <sure>. god <laughs> i don't know about dua lipa, but all right <laughs> we should you know what i should i want more dancing choreo in screamo that's what we're really <laughs> Well, back uh, like uh, I remember, like a few years ago, the there used to be a lot of pyramids during the shows. <laughs> we, should, we should we should bring pyramid uh, back. Pyramids? You, you mean, mean like in the audience, they would get yeah, up? Yeah, and... human pyramid. Oh my god! Like no, like, don't do that anymore. Like the cheerleaders, <laughs> geog, like uh, yeah, 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 like choreography, <laughs> geography, cheerleaders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no ever since like uh, hardcore became big again they're just doing uh hardcore moves and mosh moves even doing like the the softest of the screamo bands yeah, all they do is mosh now and they do spin kicks but <laughs> i have not yeah, seen i them. i saw that during a show of ours and i was like <laughs> oh okay <laughs> <laughs> you guys are kicking each other now <laughs> i see okay we we did it differently, but yeah, don't hurt each other. But. So um, we were on tour with Rain um, last uh, time in California, so 2013, and the drive was very long uh, between uh, uh, Portland and uh, San Francisco, something like that, or maybe San Francisco. No. San Francisco, LA. Okay, so we were very bored, and one of our American friends that was on tour with us with his uh, with his band uh, pulled out uh, the marijuana chocolate. Okay, nothing uh, too crazy, no. but we did not. Basically, we were not very. Um, used to do any drugs on 
something, even something like uh, easy like that. So basically, we did not know how to mm. do it the proper way. So basically, we started eating chocolate like it was oh, no. chocolate. <laughs> and uh, nothing was happening because uh, you have Thanks. to wait for your digestion. Yeah. And we were, and we were like, oh, just, is that a So I guess I'll take more. <laughs> I guess I'll take more and more and more. And so we, at some point, everybody start um, start losing their mind, laughing hysterically, and I was still not feeling anything. But uh, back then, I did not realize that my metabolism was a little slower than anybody else. So I was like, okay, I guess I need more chocolate. No. All right. So at, at the point, we get to Pomona, almost to the show, and I don't feel my legs anymore. <laughs> and I get so worried, and I say, hey, guys, I'm sitting on my butt, which is like a very simple thing. But the, what I wanted to tell them is like, I felt like my body ended like with my butt and I didn't feel my legs. And then I don't have any memory. And the next memory that I have is that we are playing the show already. And I realized that I'm high and I think, okay, I'm, I'm so high. I feel like I'm going very slow. So I have to try to play music faster. So long story short, uh, our uh, show back then used to be uh, like 45, 50 minutes. And that show lasted 30 minutes <laughs> of pure chaos. The, the only one of us that didn't, didn't take anything was Andrea the singer. And he was uh, so mad at all of us. And it was screaming at us. The show was packed. There were so many people. We played with Loma Prieta. And it was uh, a show really worth playing uh, properly. And uh, I think we never sucked so bad in front of uh, a whole big crowd. So that was a pretty dumb thing to do. And, you know, we were very unaware of... Uh, like a, such you basically a, played a, a grind for show. <laughs> Just started yeah. black. I know, and the last part is that I was so lost at the end of the show that I'm like trying to take off the symbol, you know, my own symbols. I started crying because I could not twist uh, the, the thing. Holy shit! And that was a beautiful scene, I suppose. So that that was a very dumb thing. I suppose you've never done edibles ever again. Well, actually, yeah, I tried again, and it ended up up the same way. <laughs> I was actually uh, I did an edible like the first time, the, the second time, because during that tour I met uh, what is now my wife, and for a while we did the long distance, and. I told her, oh, you know, I did edibles that time when I played. Uh, uh, I would like to try again, but with a more, you know, conscious uh, approach. And I was not conscious at all who we were supposed to go. I was just visiting for a very uh, short amount of time. And I slept 36 hours after doing that. 36? So, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I woke up for like one hour. I was so, oh, yeah. uh, so no, after that, I decided that it's not my thing. <laughs> I guess I like chocolate too much, so I cannot just eat a little bit. I keep going. Wow, that is awesome. Thank you for sharing. I love a good edible story. <laughs> Glad you never did that. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. always fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> We don't even drink that. Uh, we don't even drink that. Uh, <laughs>
lo guarderemo più a delle chiamate, delle prezioni.